Welcome everyone to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. I apologize that today I was um, late. I had some patriotic shit to do and then some more patriotic shit to do. And then um, logistics caused me to delay. But I do have a guest with me, which is pretty awesome. And I have the speaker thing on. Since we're sharing the microphone since I haven't set up the second one yet. Um, see, there we go. It's just going to keep doing that. <laughs> I'm just going to take it off. It doesn't matter. I just, I just, really, <laughs> no. so, um, I, obviously now that you know who my guest is, I was hoping that we would have been here earlier to talk about current events together, but we had some, uh, really important business to tend to. Um, I was like, Millie, Millie. Yes. They're guessing because they don't know. Yeah. It's Millie. Millie, you can say hello. Hello, everyone. Yeah, it's Millie. Yes, it is Millie. All right, so guys, I, I wanted to ask a question. I did pop that into Telegram. Jeez, <laughs> this is this oh is not goodness. good. Okay, I wanted I wanted to ask everyone this. Did anybody get a call from the GAO? <laughs> they recognize your laugh. <laughs> That's how they mean. Okay, now it won't squeak because <laughs> I have to hear because I'm deaf. Um, well, guess what, guys? I got a call from the GAO. And I didn't get one call from the GAO. I got two of them. They called me twice. Um, so I was thinking that I would, I would play the audio. Um, but, you know, I kind of like... I don't want to. The lady was great. I think at first she was like, what is going on? So let me walk you through <laughs> what happened. As you guys know, last night when I filed my first GAO uh, fraud net report, I uh, put my details in there. That's why I was obfuscating the top of the form. And I put it as confidential, which means here's my name. Here's my address. Here's my phone number. If you have any questions, you can call me. Right. So that way they know that it's a person. And then as you guys know, the other two, the one against Schiff and Pelosi, I did anonymous just to speed up the process. Um, and so because it was difficult because the uh, uh, box. So, Millie, check this out. So in the box, if you were to put text, it would alter the text to make them like graphics, like uh, and signs, at signs, question marks or whatever. Right, right. And it wouldn't let you submit. So what I did was I was like, oh, you know what? Let me just copy and paste this into a document, save it as a PDF and just say, please see attached, you know, and then right. attach the document and say details of complaint. 
So I shared that document with everybody, right? Because it was doing that. So the the lady, lady, <laughs> she wanted to know like, where, where are all these thousands of emails coming from? Are you behind this Tori? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing. So basically, um, the first time she called me, I saw a number, you know, coming in a call from Virginia and I was like, what is this? So I like freaked out cause I've seen that area code before and it's not an area code you want to get a phone number, a call from, right? The specific one. So I'm like, um, so I quickly like, you know, look at the call and hi, I'm calling from the government accountability office and I'm like, oh, okay. So, um, I got some of your complaints and I was like, okay, yes, yes, ma'am. Um, and then she went on to be like, so how many of these did you file? <laughs> yeah, she thought you filed them all and you're like, uh, yeah, no. Uh, no, I was like, well, I filed three of them. She's like, oh, just three? Like she was asking me out like this chick just, you know, attacked my server filing stuff not if it's not being used for proper reasons, which is to file a complaint, right? Um, like if you're standing there and you're just posting pictures and shit. And then she was like, well, you know, I have a lot of complaints. And she's like, Eric, swallow well, swallow well. And I was like, and I kept saying swallow well <laughs> on purpose. So I said, um, well, I filed one um, for Eric Swalwell. I filed another one for Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi. And she's like, uh-huh. She's like, well, I have a lot of complaints here. I just, uh, so you only filed three. Yes, I only filed three. And um, uh, she, she was like, uh-huh. Okay, whatever. An hour later, she calls me again. <laughs> this is, this is after I, you came back from that appointment, right? And mm -hmm. I took you and she called again when Millie was with me, right? Not while I was mm -hmm. waiting for that appointment. And, um, and she, she said, well, you know, I, I just, I, I want to just clarify some things because my, it's getting steady on our intake of complaints. And I said, well, that would make sense. See, the people never knew that this division existed, that there's a government accountability office. They thought it was just about fraud and waste of uh, tax money. I mean, you would consider the fact that they're fraudulently wasting our tax money by committing crimes while they're getting paid with it. And she was like, ha ha. Right. And, um, but you can complain about everything. Who don't you like complain? Do you have a problem? Like someone posted, should I file a GAO for the German email accounts? Yes. The fact that Barack Hussein Obama, Valerie Jarrett and Joe Biden, while at, in executive office, were using German intelligence servers to communicate, I would say that would constitute a valid claim to file to the government accountability office. So I explained to the lady that I was so irritated to see that once again, they've, um, you know, manufactured, doctored and, you know, did whatever <laughs> to evidence and presenting it as real that, um, you know, I posted it on my social. She's like, so about how many people have seen this? I was like, I don't know, five, half a million, five people. I mean, you could post a picture. I said, of your dog on Facebook. And next thing you know, you find it on the other side of the, the planet with some meme letters on it. She was like, okay, I'm just trying to kind of like gather the volume. <laughs> Is that how she said it? Was for, for the yeah, volume? she basically wanted to know how many people she needed to gather to handle all of the 
the the emails and the volume that and the she complaint should, for the yeah, investigators. She wanted to know what to anticipate because because it was already like thousands of emails, and she wanted to know well, how many more people do I need to get to help handle all these complaints? Yeah, because they actually give them to investigators, and I told her, you know, it's really sad. People share memes all the time, and they'll burn building down, but they never use the tools that we have available to complain properly. And this is where investigators get assigned. So she just needed to know how many investigators she would need uh, so that way she could get it on. So don't be shy to put your name on it and put it under confidential because she even said, can I pass your name and number to the investigator? And it's like, dude, the guy can read that stuff. He'll know what's up. So everyone should just keep filing every day. File something new on any single per anybody. Anybody that you know has committed something, you just file the shit out of it. That is what it's there for until they take that away. So this is how you make record because don't forget, they get paid to deal with your complaints. That's their job. So she got thousands of filings and they, she called because it was a steady rise. She said, how did, how did she say it? Uh, there's a steady increase in, right. in, in the incoming that I'm getting. And I need to know how I'm going to, you know, address all of these. So I, and then I told her, you know, I think in the first phone call, because I got what she was going with this, she was like going to be like, yo, you're in so much trouble for sending me a million of those. And I said, well, you know, I did create like this PDF with the complaint and, you know, people would just take it and, and, and file it because it's a lot more simpler if they agree with it, of course, if they have a grievance. So it wasn't me that filed all of them because uh, the IPs would be all over the place. She's like, IPs? And I was like, yeah, IPs of the location of where everything's coming. It would be all over the place. It wasn't just coming from me. So she called me twice. So what you are doing is effective. And the only reason she called me is because I was the first one to put it there and that's it. So I saw that a lot of you put down for more people. Keep going. Just nonstop. You could put down there. This person is like this. I need you to investigate it because of this. Open up, you know, in Google crime and name the crime that you think that they've committed. Look at the statute. Check it out and then fucking file it and say, I think that they may have, you know, they're perpetrators and they, they broke this law. Do it because it's effective. You're actually making waves. And here's the thing. <laughs> they can't run from it. You can't delete that shit. You can't say, well, I'm just going to delete government records that I received from a constituent, right? They can't say delete, 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 delete because they're the government accountability office and their job is to hold the government accountable. So another Thing I just I, love the timing of it. I mean, it's right before Christmas. It's like, here you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I did say Merry Christmas. <laughs> I know. We're going to have to print all that out and be like, oh, man, what kind of workload did you give them? I know. Oh, my God. Just as where they right. don't get any at all. Right. Right. They just got thousands like, of oh, them. Well, the American people just discovered us. Yeah. Wonderful. That's well, the thing is, I always knew it was there, but it wasn't the time to use it. Right. Because we had other avenues. But now that they're like sending in these stupid groipers and proud boys to our oh, school no. boards. Now we can use that. You know, we could use that. So, so that way the people don't feel like they're not listening to. I mean, the people of Louisiana already know that their letters and stuff actually work. Like their AG literally cried. He was like, you keep sending letters in their public record. I'm never going to be governor. And it's <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you're not. 
So, you know, and people don't see it. So they don't feel like it's tangible. Well, I'm telling you, I didn't get one call. I got two. Okay. That's what a deal it was. And that was because I was first that filed it with my name. So they tracked it back. Wait a minute. Where was this first form of complaint? Because now <laughs> I want you to think of the government accountability office has thousands of emails with the person of interest name, Nancy Pelosi, and thousands of emails with the person's name, Adam Schiff, and then Blumenthal for promoting the communist party. You know, could you believe, did you believe that when I told you, you were like, no way, right? Yeah, <laughs> There's no like, way. What? Well, I knew that like they did that kind of behind the scenes because AOC was present in the Sunrise Movement's Zoom chats. Right. Like she'd actively participate. Um, Bernie Sanders would participate with the, the Sunrise Movement and even Chucky Schumer. So, I mean, I knew that they, they participated, but more behind the scenes, but it's crazy that they would just openly be like, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're appealing to the communist party. Dude, he gave them out certificates, acknowledging them, Senate certificates. And he was like, I'm so excited to be here. And we hand out these award certificates from the Senate to acknowledge your democratic process and it's like democratic you know, we need a, and commie in the same just have sentence. like stickers or something or shirts that say mccarthy was right because <laughs> <laughs> so it's like dude they he he got so destroyed because they're like oh he's a conspiracy theorist he's so paranoid he thought all these communists were infiltrating the government and you know taking over and being part of the government and everyone just called him a quack for quite a time. I, there's a lot Dude, of people called me a quack when I said right. that the unions are commie unions and then the communist party, guess who were the guests? All the fucking unions. Right. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. They did think he was crazy. Right. They did. I mean, there's so much to talk about today aside from the fact that, you know, that's never happened before. The GAO hardly ever calls you. I mean, you guys just need to keep going and going and going and pounding those complaints out constantly. Um, that's why I asked, did anybody else get a call? Because that is what is most important right now is to keep the heat. Oh my God, look at all those receipts. Millie, let me show you something here on Twitter, on Twitter, Telegram. I asked people, you know, hey, post your receipts right here. Let me find it. Okay, so this is where I put that stuff, right? The complaint. And then I was like, please share your receipts. <gasps> 935 comments. I just saw that. Look, these are the receipts. Wow. Right? See, if people did that every day. This is the kind of action that, you know, Americans need to be taking. This is the kind of action that's effective. <laughs> effective? No joke. I mean, right. she called me twice, dude. She called me twice. And, that, and the school board meetings were extremely effective. And that's why now they have to send in the Proud, Proud Boys. Boys. So what are they going to do? Are they going to not allow us to file complaints later? I mean, that could actually be it. Because it actually well, creates government records. Well, next thing record. you know, I mean, how do we know some of these other groups, uh, they're not going to send the Proud Boys to start bombing their emails. And then they'll say, oh, they're receiving threats from all these these far-right terrorist organizations or whatever. Yeah. And try to shut it down. I mean, we the only thing we can do is try, right? Yeah. No, but they did that in, in Ohio. A.G. Yost, right? one day got so many emails that within three days he had sent a letter to Biden and said, you better not do that shit with our, you know, he was posturing because right? he's right. such a fucking rhino. He was like, you better not do this. No, no, no. And then after that, we can't send him emails. 
Like you're not allowed unless it's a GOV email to sneak by their mail filter. Like Ohioans are banned from emailing the attorney general now. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, um, but they can't take away this because it's literally called the government accountability there office. So they're fucked because their job is to take complaints. They're so bummed too. They're so bummed because it's like you just gave them mountains of homework, but they have to do their homework and they don't have a choice. So yeah. they're going to have to do something about it, you know? Well, they have to. And if everyone filed it for every damn person, could you imagine? Like Ilhan Omar, you can't just say shit like... You know, she's a jihadi. She lied about her age when she entered the country and she committed fraud, married her brother. I mean, you could say all that, but see, that's too intricate. You got to keep it simple. Knock out the ones that are low hanging fruit, like Schiff, like Pelosi, you know, like this person bought a lot of stock in ventilators. Seems really dubious. I'd like that investigated. Or this senator has seven, seven companies registered under this name. They're all either LLC Inc Corp and second and third, kind of like, you know, Hunter Biden's company, Hudson West one through five. Right. I think you need investigating that. Or, you know, my mayor did some creepy shit like this, or you can do that. And just like that, I mean, we can even report mass report Fauci. There you, go. you know, we can all mass report Fauci. And just make record of that. Like, you know, and you can't say shit like I can't stand him or he's like gobbles or, <laughs> or, you know, he's making shit up or he's too flippy floppy. You could say shit like he owns a patent to remdesivir and remdesivir was being tested in China between February 2020 and April 2020, according to the clinicaltrials.gov in Wuhan, China for COVID. And the Chinese would terminated the study. And yet they made it protocol, which means he's making money off of it because it's his patent. So maybe you right, need so to investigate it. Might, it. It might be a good idea to just bullet point the valid things to bring up for people inside your message group, your group messages and things like that so that people know, all right, what are the valid topics where he could actually be held criminally be or should be investigated yeah. and where, like, where each person needs to be held accountable, I think – that way people can really hone, hone in on and focus on where they should be. Uh, I don't want to say attacking, but where they should be um, holding these people accountable. Right. And, and, and that's why every state group that, that, that exists on telegram should sit down and look at their local one too. It doesn't only have to be federal. Obviously federal is better. You know, we can't do Ron and McDaniel. It tells you the agencies, hold on, let me see if I can, pull up so we could just all look at it together and see so let me pull up that site and share it as well so um, let me share that site so there's like a ton of agencies so you go to gao.gov uh, and just report fraud i just type in fraud in it but look at this you can you can pick what agency had happened. Look at all these agencies, alcohol and tobacco, army corps engineers, child support enforcement, civil rights commission, coast guard, uh, commission on Where's all the stuff. Where's DHS SISA? Yeah, right there? here. Um, all right. Well, I, I need to write a report on uh, Laura Rob. Right. We should. <laughs> For the Zoom Maybe chat. we should do each and every one of right. them. Yeah. Go, like, like seriously, if there's, People Federal Bureau there. of Investigation. We could do one on right. Comey. Like we want his pension cut off because he's an asshole and he wrote a book. And then they, oh, well, I'll show you that in the in the documentary. But they were actually making a movie about him too. Did you know that? 
No. Oh my God. It was, it's so bad. And the person that was pretending to be Donald Trump looks so ugly. And President Trump is not ugly. You know, like he's quirky looking, right? But he's like cute. The person, the way they had the guy made up to represent President Trump was just disgusting. So look at this federal was housing. actually a really good looking guy. Like you look at his photos of him as yeah. a younger man. Like he was a good looking guy. Yeah, no. he it, um, And he looks pretty good for his age. Like, I mean, he takes good care of himself. Yes. Look at this foreign service, forest service, general service, even inspector generals, international development, everything. Look, Mississippi, what? Mississippi River Commission. Okay. National commissions. Look how much. These are all the places you could fucking tell on. Smithsonian University. We want our money back. The Smithsonian. <laughs> why did they get money when they're shut down? Oh, look. Secret Service. Mm -hmm. There you go. Thrift, thrift Supervision Office. Like, I don't even know what that is. What about the, uh, the D.C. Metropolitan Police? Because I reported that there was going to be attack on well, the U.S. US Capitol. Capitol Police. We could do there U.S. Capitol Police. Because you sent because them. I, I sent them literally all the information, the Sunrise Exposed mm -hmm. information, where um, you literally had these groups plotting with, with tactical maps to attack the building, including uh, to attack just other buildings as well in the D.C. area. But, yeah, they literally had, had redlined out the U.S. Capitol. Yet all this information was given to these, these organizations these agencies ahead of time and they didn't do anything. No, they didn't. Like I'm looking at this, maybe nuclear energy office. We could start filing complaints about uranium one and Mueller smuggling the sample for Hillary Clinton to be sold. I mean, we could say we can ever, we have their bullet points that are valid. Bullet the postal points. service, yeah. all the weird election, <laughs> yeah, the election fraud, right? <laughs> I mean, everybody can, you can do this. Nobody has, better, more power to change things than the people. I mean, look at this department of energy, labor, capital police, veterans, employment, victims, crime, wage and hour division, women's business, women's progress, workers comp us. What the look at this us, China economic review. This is where we should just dump the whole Hunter Biden laptop there and you say go. you need to invest. <gasps> Stop giving me ideas. Dang. That would be actually really good. Do you imagine if I can image Hunter Biden's laptop and just say you need to investigate this shit and send it to them in their, in their all the emails about Louisiana and how he colluded with the previous mayor who now Biden appointed head of smart city bullshit like climate change shit when they sold the the LNG down there at Monkey Island shit with the Kazakis like Hunter Biden did that shit in Louisiana. That's Dang. a good one. Could you imagine they have U.S. China. Why isn't there a U.S. Russian or U.S. British? How is there a U.S. China? Damn. Like some of the stuff. What is that? Tennessee Valley. 21st Century Workforce Commission. Like there's some stuff in here that I should just have a little White House office. Oh, my God. We could just the White House. <laughs> Who is this dementia riddled Biden's man? Biden's touching too many people and harassing them. Yeah. Smelling oh too many people. Oh, my gosh. Panama Canal Commission. He's a serial sniffer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
but no, like actual valid like things. You guys put it there and not like waste. Like, yeah, I'd love to put a serial sniffer, but then they would be like, what the fuck? But well, um, what about sexual harassment? I mean, if we like, could put Ashley Biden's diary that said that he molested her in the shower, there you, go. you know, and say you need to investigate that. Um, so there's so many things that you could do with this amazing agency until they take it away. The Tories complaints office. There we go. Yeah, that's yes. it. We should just keep doing complaints. You know, you guys in your groups every day, you sit and discuss, maybe all of you could be like, all right, it's your turn today. Pick, pick someone that we're going to file a complaint about. And then you just file a complaint about them. You find the one person you're like, this needs to be investigated. And then all of you, boom, just file the complaint, you know? Um, and then the next day it'll be the next person. And you guys pick the next person you want to complain about. Yeah, just flood that shit. There's I plenty think, of people to choose from. Right. There is. And, and, and we could do that. And I think, um, yeah, if you two know crime, shouldn't you be reporting them before? Like, who doesn't report them? Right. Uh, do we not report crimes? I mean, you don't even have to report that shit. That shit was done on TV. There are, During the impeachment, he literally gave something doctored. And not only that, remember when he took General Lawrence? They got caught video editing while giving an interview to the New York Times. Do you remember? Right. With the fake tweet and putting the wrong date and shit. You don't even need to have to... File it. That shit's already it's out there. It's also like there are so many crimes being committed by so many of these different like government officials and politicians. It would be very hard for a single person to be able to handle submitting all of those reports. That's why it's important that um, people work together and they strategize and they and they form little groups and they they have been doing that yeah for like forever. so that you're so that it's it's more efficient that way. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's, and that's what's important. That's, um, that's really important. And look, so, here's the thing. I did report. You saw, you saw my messages, right? Where I was literally texting with the DC police. Oh yeah. And I was well, emailing well, I with told the you, DHS well, and Secret Service. Well, well, you did the police and right. then we communicated and I was talking to Gavin, I think. And I was like, what about Homeland Security? Homeland Security would be where you need yeah. to go because they would take over that. And then you got with DHS too. So you gave them all the information. Yeah, I was emailing directly with them and they were concerned about Laura Robb mm -hmm. and one of their SISA DHS employees that was participating in the subversive Zoom chats with these left-wing radical organizations plotting uh, to overthrow the government and the election. I mean... They, these these people are committing crimes and nothing was done about it. I'm still pretty look. I am a little salty about that. You like, should why you should was wait, nothing wait, wait. done. You know what? You know what was done? You know that chick that I was like saying, oh, the Department of Labor lady that looked like the super cat lady. She wrote the fucking OSHA report that says that you have to get the vaccine or else you get. Right, she right. wrote it. Yeah, some of these. So people... she's still working as senior counselor yeah. in the labor Department of Labor, even though she was there acting, asking for an active fucking federal coup. They orchestrated this J6 shit with other traitors. And some of them are now like in Biden's like immediate cabinet. cabinet. Yeah. The people that were in the Zoom chat. Yeah, I know. So I want to know like why... Like, why hasn't this been brought up to the J6 House Intelligence Committee? Well, that's the point. Right. Um, hopefully, like with Kylie Kremer and them, when they go in there, they're going to be like, well, Tori told them. Because remember, before their shit was hijacked, I was telling them. 
there's a problem. Right. And this is why we went to all their events and I was following them, you know, around. Right. <laughs> you remember? It was like, I was like the creepy person just there. Everyone was, at, you were doing reports, right? Uh -huh. And what was I doing? I was just, <laughs> I was just like people watching. You're being Tory and yeah. you're being a badass. I was just hiding everywhere and just watching shit. And I was like, where is it coming? At first I thought it was Katrina Pearson, but then I was like, it's not. So I was just like, so hopefully they drop it, drop my name, because then I could be like, well, the idea of me figuring out that they were the linchpin to try to attach it to President Trump was because we we had gone through Millie's sunrise videos and saw this. So Millie can tell you about that because she had actually reported all that shit while I was following everyone around. And then when I saw that Maria Stefan, I was like, holy shit, yeah, Pentagon. Executive level services, yep. people who've been in the, in the high up government positions for like decades participating in these zoom chats with these left-wing radical, radical. organizations like Lisa Fithian. Okay. Dude, she's leftists. crazy. She's like the one that has like claws for toes and yeah. wears like Birkenstock. The same leftist that says burning down buildings are legitimate and powerful form of protest. The same lady who literally says people are going to be there and they're going to try to break in buildings and take them over and we should let them. Yeah. And, and you know, Taking over buildings, you know, it's a great thing. It's, it's yeah, we powerful. should let them do it. And it's like, yeah. so these, these people were literally plotting in their time period, their timeline. They literally had between starting election night up until inauguration night. They had all these things planned for And them. who did they put? They put Ali Akbar in the middle that hijacked that event. I think that's how it fucking happened with all the Proud Boys shit. They, they were setting it up. And they needed the other parts from the right. other side they to lure them in. Both sides working together. It yeah. Was, it was the weirdest thing. The only thing I had was the common point because when I saw that Maria Stefan was in it, I was like, shit, there's people from the Pentagon involved. And then when I looked at the Pentagon, I was like, well, why would the Pentagon be involved? Then it means that the access point would be someone close to the White House, right? In order to have that proximity, right? Right. So then I was like, who's proximal to the White House? And I was like, the Kremers are. And so from like, you know, when they did that March thing from November, remember in November, I brought you to their like event thing. Mm -hmm. Remember? It, I was like, yeah, I'm just watching. Hey, why don't you guys go to a report? I'm just going to hang out here and like, yeah, whatever. Cause I was just paying attention. Cause I knew that that was the segue. I just didn't know how they were going to do it. I knew that the, the left was planning, but I was like, who the fuck from the right would ever do this and think it's okay. And then it's like, you know, January 5th came along and then everything just clicked into place that day when their event was hijacked and then everything went pear-shaped. And then I saw people like, you know, John Sullivan, jo James Sullivan on stage. Right. James right? Sullivan was the, the MAGA brother and John yeah. Sullivan was the BLM Antifa brother. Right. So when I saw him on stage, you were there with me at the tent where the, we were, there was all this music and I was like, what the hell is he doing there? Isn't he like that Antifa guy? And you're like, no, dude. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm confused, right? So then I left and I went in again, people watching and taking names, of course. And so everything just started to come together. And then when I saw people were like, oh, let's bury the hatchet. We're all one big happy family. I remember, you remember my face? I'm like, fuck no, no. You're right. No, they're going to burn some building down. I just don't know which one yet. Well, the thing is, is... Look, I do find it a little suspicious that they kind of did a, a, a what I think appears to be a dry run when they stormed the Capitol down there in uh, Georgia. Georgia. 
I mean, that was... That was exactly at the steps. Let's burn it down. Okay, and right? here's the big controversy, guys. Okay, so Nick Fuentes was part of that, right? Right. I swear to you, the video I've seen where it's baked Alaska and, like, what looks like Fuentes, like, my eyes look at that and say, okay, that's Fuentes, Nick Fuentes. Right. But for some reason, like, the media is not acknowledging that he was there. And there's like this controversy where, the, was, where they'll say, no, he wasn't there. And it's like, but that he was wasn't there. him. He, he says it wasn't him or okay. something. So it's like, <laughs> well, what the hell? Like, we know what he looks like. He was totally because there. It's like, why didn't he get rolled up for literally being in there making calls on Nancy Pelosi's phone? Because he's probably a fed. Oh, you, you don't think, Tori? Yeah. You, I mean, know. you mean like how um, when I went to that, that the Groiper bar that one time when I was invited by Cassandra Fairbanks? And, She's a fucking fed. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I went there because I was like, all right, I need to like, you know, scope these guys out and see what's going on. Um, there was a guy there who just so happened to like actually like be chill with me. Um, but he was one of the main lead people that did Charlottesville and was, you know, active in Charlottesville. And um, he just gets he's really drunk and he's like trying to flirt with me. He just starts like telling me about how a bunch of them got rolled up by the feds. And that basically that he was keeping an eye on Fuentes. Yeah, so and, he was in hand tabs, then, and like yeah. a bunch of them were like literally informants, and yeah. I was like, "What the hell am I listening to?" Right, and I was so pissed because you know who, yeah, my, my ex camera guy was there, and I'm like, "Why did, did you, you not record, record this? Why? Why did you not record this?" And he's like, "Because oh, this was said like don't, you know, I didn't want to you know record without them knowing." I'm like, "Fuck, are you kidding me?" Yeah, I know, like. This wasn't, this is important. This is like things that the public needs to, to know, know about. Yeah. And I, you know what I remember? I remember when uh, Cassandra Fairbanks attacked you on Twitter saying that uh, everyone's a fed or whatever. Right. And was it, no, it was, he was telling me that he used to work for Planned Parenthood well, and be like a suit the, lefty. Yeah. And then all of a sudden overnight flipped and became like a main Charlottesville leader and white supremacist Dude, or white stop, nationalist stop. organization. We all like, know. How does this happen? Because they were rolled up. They're locked up and they're like, here's the deal. You get to do all this shit, you get paid and you get a free card. That's the way it is. I mean, could you imagine if I flew into DC with a magazine thing or gun for sale? That would be a really bad idea. And especially but, like but, confessing to a crime, like just like, yeah, I was going to sell, sell it, to, it someone. to someone. Right. Like, it's just a clip though. It's empty. And then how convenient to have your your FBI. You do know that when he was do you know when he was getting arrested, he was right next to me when I'm Matt kidding. was picking me up. Yes, I had just come off the plane in DC, and Matt was coming to pick me up, and there was a lot of traffic, so I was all the way at the end of it. He was like two doors down, and I light the cigarette. And I'm like, "Is that Enrique?" And I was like, "Shut the fuck!" He's getting rolled up in front of me right now, and. I get in and, and Matt's like, what's going on? And I'm like, um, I think I saw Enrique Tario getting rolled up. And he's like, are you sure? I wasn't paying attention. I just needed a cigarette. Like, I, we'll find out. And the minute we get to the hotel, there's Matt Couch freaking out. And I'm like, why is he? He looked like he was all anxious. Oh, my boy, you know, Enrique Tario got rolled up. I was like, he's a fed. He'll be fine. He just looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's like obviously you're rolling with people you don't know who they are <laughs> and, it's like, I, and i think that's damn. the sad part is like a lot of people didn't know and that's why we're in the situation we're right. in 
And Baked Alaska did that thing with Jack Posobiec where they were holding Rape Melania signs up. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I knew That's about like well the, whole, the whole, like, I knew about the scandal, but I didn't know about Baked Alaska's involvement in that. Yeah, they were together on text. Like, that shit has been archived. Like, uh, you know, it was like, you know. Um, I mean, right now where we're at, we have this J6 commission just trying to tie it to President Trump. And they're dying because I'm going to tell you what I really I was texting with a couple of the people that went to J6 and I know they gave our names. And the fact that they haven't said, uh, you know, mm -hmm. is a problem. But whatever evidence we gave them, right, they use against Ali Akbar when Ali Akbar was there because he keeps swearing that he's attached to President Trump. Like, oh, President Trump wanted to see me and I needed to sit in the front. He wasn't even fucking invited to the event. <laughs> and he had to get snuck in from the side. And he's sitting there and he even admitted it. And it's like, so Schiff and them took all the dirt on Ali Akbar, hoping that they could take it and then nail it back to the president. When it shows that it, he wasn't even attached to the president. Right. Which is so weird. It's like they're really desperate to do it. And they're and they're gonna come up with something. They're gonna impeach the president again. Oh yeah. They're That's, gonna go number three with this one. They're they're gonna try to get criminal charges, everything. Do you remember when Ali Akbar had no seat and he was <laughs> do you remember that? I remember seeing him in that area and I was just like, Are you serious? Like, why is he here? Yeah. It was so funny because when I went to get Bergy, Matt, and um and Gavin, right, from the entrance mm -hmm. to bring him in. He was trying to get his friends in. And he was like, dude, you don't even, you're not even supposed to be in. And I was like, get out of here. This is only for people that are invited. You're not invited. <laughs> and he was like, you fat, nah, nah, nah. And he started, and I just ignored him and waved in, you know, the guys. And then, you know, he was like, you stupid. And Matt went to his face. He's like, cock, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. Um, but he was he was not welcome there. He made it all about him, which was terrible because they were on the left side and they were bitching and then they went on the right side and then they were bitching. And then it was that. So his boyfriend slash bodyguard slash now it's a house sitter because apparently when he got served at his house, it's not really a proper serve. Some non good a lawyer that can't spell texted my lawyer but didn't email to say that he wasn't served properly. Cause that was a house sir. And it's like, that's really weird. Cause I've got a shit ton of footage <laughs> <laughs> where they were together, you know, like a couple. So he's either a bodyguard or boyfriend and he definitely got served. Yeah. Cause that's his better half. I got years of evidence of them being together. So let's move it along. Um, and didn't you serve him again after his. Yeah. After and, and yes. And he got, the male as well. He has no lawyer. Oh my gosh, we should talk about, you know what? I'm going to, uh, you know what? Let me text my lawyer for a second. I'm going to ask my lawyer and see if I could talk about some development in my Dominion case. Um, because let's see if he will allow me to. Um, can I talk about how Congress. And I just want to say, remember guys, um, Ali Akbar attacked me after I was arrested when I released Shadowgate. 
he attacked me and he attacked my kids and my family uh-huh. and everything. And he, he made up the most vicious lies about us. I mean, it was insane. Yeah, I know I did. And it was like, where is this coming from? Out of nowhere. Like, I don't even know who this, at the time I was like, I don't even know who this guy is. And he's just out of the woodwork, just attacking me. But the weird thing is, is that Cernovich DM me saying, I'm so sorry it's happening to you. But then that bitch was calling everyone in DC saying, don't take Tori's information. Don't listen to Millie either. And it's like, why? Like blockading our whistleblowers from getting their affidavits into the right hands. Well, that's okay. Maybe we can ask him in court. We could subpoena him and ask him for his special knowledge as to why my um, affidavit um, was wrong, even though now, a year later, it's been proven correct. Yes. Um, I'm just asking permission if I could talk about Congress right now. <laughs> Look, somebody said I think Akpar was jealous of Millie. I don't know. I mean, I think it was more like a political hit job, like, and he was just. You he know, actually said that. A hired. No, he actually person. said that in an interview with um, Lauren and some weird photographer that's super weird. He said that, oh, he, you know, Alex Jones fired Millie for doing Shadowgate because it was attacking Roger Stone. And because Roger Stone didn't have a platform, he was tasked to do it or something like that. Right. And it's like, what? So who paid him? Don't worry. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Okay, so I have to be careful with what I say. So, <laughs> of course, sorry, of course. <laughs> All right, so That's guys, broad. <laughs> I know <laughs> That's super broad um, because I usually stand by whatever I say, right? So I'm okay with it. So, um, in my defamation case, um, where Dominion Ali Akbar is also a co-defendant, Media Matters, Huffington Post, but also Congressman Cohen because he like talks shit too. Um, so the House, the counsel for the House, like Congress's lawyers, said that, you know, we could settle this if you want to, or else we're going to pull it and put it into federal court and make you wait 60 days before we file a motion to dismiss, and we're going to win. And it's like, guys, I just want to I just want to get a kind of feel. So knowing, knowing, <laughs> no, I just want you to, I, I want you to kind of guess what was my response when my lawyer said, well, they said this, what would have been my response to such a request from Congress? What are they saying? Someone said, fuck off. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. Bring exactly. it. That's what I said. I was like, stop. So we've got Congress representing him saying that in his official capacity, he decided that he needs to defame a whistleblower. That's pretty sad. And they said that, see, we got away with it. Literally, that's what they said. We n- Not like we got away with it. It was something like along the lines, well, we already won. You know, remember with the kids, with Nicholas Sandman, when they were, when freaking one of the two and Elizabeth Warren and some other chick who's resigned, by the way, the other chick. I just, I saw that and I was like, hey, I recognize that name. That was the name of the case that they cited. Right? Um, she resigned. They were talking trash about the kids being racist and stuff because they were smiling in the faces of American Indians and they won because it was like some case that they're official and they have immunity. She even said they're like immune and stuff and tough noogies to me. And it's like, bring it. 
We didn't. He's, if you're going to tell me that in his official capacity attacked a whistleblower, I think there's laws for that. Now they can challenge whistleblower, right? Because even Bergie didn't get whistleblower status, right? Because he was a contractor, right? Right, right? So they can challenge it. But the fact is, I am stating facts and talking about crimes that have been committed, right? So that's a big deal. So if a sitting congressman wants to say that in his official capacity, he's allowed to retaliate and smear a whistleblower, that's a really big deal. I mean, that's something one can argue as a big problem. Definitely. So, um, so yeah. So the response will be, see you then. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Now, um, another thing today, while I was busy, um, something weird happened. My lawyer, as he was putting together my Dominion stuff, he got hacked. His computer was hacked. And um, obviously I told him to go get a Mac, right? Because those are safer. Because you can't get people in your computer hanging out. Um, but like his computer did, you saw the video. Right. It, it did was, exactly like the stuff it did to me. when Being remote. Like basically it looks just like someone's using your mouse and accessing your computer. Yeah. And so it went through. So, you know, I, I know my lawyer was kind of like, Oh, but I have to do this. And it's like, dude, just unplug that shit. So, um, unplug it, unplug your router, like, like do this, do that, you know, like hide this. I mean, I remember that the first thing we have to do is plug the microphone. Right. And the thing is that a lot of people don't know is that when you use your laptop, um, I actually invited people in cause I left a honeypot on my laptop. If you remember, I had taken a Bluetooth dongle, even though I wasn't using it. And I put it in there cause Bluetooth is very easy to hack in access. So they would come in. So I left a honeypot right there to see who was watching because it was one of those, I'll buy it from Best Buy and then return it. Remember how I always did that? <laughs> Wherever I'd go, I'd get a laptop. I'd, I'd, if I liked it, I kept it, right? After I would purge it or whatever. But usually it would just be like whatever. And then I'd return it. And it's like so bad that I'm saying this. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not just Best Buy. I'll do it wherever. Um, the CIA is all typing in Tories history of best buy purchases <laughs> <laughs> those computers are way gone <laughs> <All right. laughs> but yeah um and macs are a lot better when you're working within with information like that right. anyway because you can't but um a honeypot your bluetooth is always open so like even when you're walking around with your phone if it's not an apple phone and you have your bluetooth on someone can actually hijack your phone and steal all your data um, if they know what they're doing. I actually used to for fun in in the beginning days of Bluetooth where they had the features, but nobody used it because there weren't Bluetooth headphones. I remember in other countries, I would fucking push messages through Bluetooth just to fuck with people on trains and shit, just to see their Jeez. reactions, thinking that you know, I would Dude, send them like a little skeleton. It's scary case. how compromised many of the electronic devices are out there these days. I mean, when you actually like look into and and research all the different hacks and things and, you know, like I was telling you a little bit about QNX. Yeah. Remember QNX? Blackberry's Well, QNX. I was talking to them about it, but I didn't want to like put it out because do we want to steal Durham's Thunder and like put it out that they're like responsible for most of that, those hijacks? Because well, it's interesting because you guys could actually go look this up. Blackberry's QNX was actually recently getting uh investigated mm -hmm. over 
the vulnerabilities that they had on the ventilators. ventilators. Yeah. And this is like during the COVID time period. Yes. And, and, and acknowledge that it was possible that people could actually, bad actors could actually be hacking into the ventilators. And over-inflating their lungs. Right. And, you know, that's why I was telling and people. And QNX was the same system that was inside, guess whose car? Michael. Um, Hastings, Hastings and that guy from Georgia. Right. Remember Kemp's daughter's boyfriend or fiance that blew up. Right. And it just so happens that QNX is also trying to fight, fight quicks, QUX mm -hmm. over the trademark. Yep. So it's interesting that uh, a company that would be, have so many vulnerabilities is attacking QUX. Mm-hmm. It is like, why, 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 why would they be coming for, and they're coming with something stupid, like a trademark. Oh yeah. It's something completely stupid. And so they did all this trademark stuff and then guess what? So they submitted with all their lawyers. Like these are big time lawyers, like Microsoft, yeah. like big lawyers, big lawyers. Okay. And they submitted all of these interrogatories and, they they, and everyone was like super prepared. And then there was a no-show. They didn't show up. So what the hell is going on? What? Why? Like, why? So what, what's the point? Like, I, They I'm didn't like, turn up? No. Wait a minute. Because it was just happening. Just Yeah, it, like today. <sighs> not turn up. Shut up. So what was... The, and in the interrogatories, it mentioned me by name. What? Yeah, they're like, you, do you associate with Millie Weaver? Like, oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Are you serious? What does Blackberry care about me? Like, what? I'm just saying that is how threatened. Well, they're I probably upset about the QNX thing because that's being investigated. Right. And, you know, that could tie back. But so. QNX is not the same as QUX at all. Yeah. So. Super weird. Oh, by the way, you know, the trademark they did for Tori says so people can't like use it because I keep getting these things like, oh, you have this website or you have that. Obviously, I don't care what my my listener base makes. I, I got it awarded today. Really? Yeah, it actually came on the email. I saw it just like a, a little while ago, I think. Or did I misread it? You could tell me. <laughs> I thought I did. I mean, usually um, trademark stuff's pretty, like, cut and dry. Yeah, but I filed it, like, almost a year ago. And it's like... Um, That's great. Now you can have, like, Tori says TM next to your name. Yeah, so... Oh, there it is. That is it, right? Isn't that it? Trademarks. Okay has issued an office action for your trademark. I think so, yeah. And the person just wanted to see if I was okay with the thing. So I think it's gonna be on there so people can dispute it, I guess, first. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. So I was That's waiting for, good for you. Yeah. So I was waiting for a year. I got help, but thank God, um, uh, you know, from, from somewhere else. It's just because I'm thinking like, you know, when it goes for later on in the years, I don't want it to be, changed because that's what they do because you know time's not linear it's kind of like when people put out things they think that oh you know this was said in in 2017 right mm -hmm. but then if you look at things the last thing that was said in 2020 right right and then you look backwards right it's starting to go backwards so the last message was the first message so People keep saying they saw, oh, like drops that they talk about, right? Uh -huh. The last message was actually the first message. Very interesting. For like correct messages, I'm trying to say.
Tory merch for presents. The Alpha and the Omega. Yes. Okay. So you know what I wanted to talk about? See, this is going to be hard for me to play, but I'll play it. But first I want to talk about what the fuck is going on at CNN. Like, so there was a CNN um, producer. You mean PNN, Keto News Network? Yep. Right? So I want you to look at this. Oh, my God. <laughs> His face. Oh, my gosh. I want you guys to see this report because it was really weird because they, like, put out that CNN fired Cuomo because he was supporting his brother, right? But I want you to see the report by Brian Statler. Oh, my God. I can't stand him. Um, I actually, like, look at his face, though. I actually, like, debated him and, and I called saw his butt a video. out in person, and he's just, like, really just cringeworthy of a person to be around. He's like, respect, you know, uh, hate the game or respect the player, hate the game, like some cheese ball thing. Dude, I can't hear him without hearing Mark Dice. I'm like, you think, I'm like, so, so basically what I was kind of getting at was was the way he said that to me was almost like, like, this is all an act and a game. Yeah. And like, he thought that me like calling him out and coming after him was like, like we were pretend sparring, like right. we were actors of some sort or well, puppet pretend well, they sparring. Are. All of them are. And he was like, Yeah, you know, like this is how we pretend spar. And I was like, No, bitch, I'm here to freaking destroy you. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not, this is not a game. This is not, uh, I'm not a puppet. I'm not an actor or whatever. I'm here to come here. And, and I'm not controlled. Exactly. Nobody owns me. Right. Right. They don't like that. No. Someone has to own you. This is not you know? fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, every time he speaks like that face, I only hear this. Hold on. Let me just play a little clip of it. But just this is how I hear it. Have you heard Mark Dice do the little voice for. Yes. For Brian Stelter. Yeah. Stelter. Brian Stelter. Look at that. And the tears there. I just can't. I just need to find one of those clips. There he is. Oh, no. Here, let's just He. Listen. Oh, my God. <laughs> he does not like being asked about Mark Dice. I That's know. a hot button for him. If you ever meet him in real life, just be like, hey, do you know who Mark Dice is? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way you can hear him. Look friend, at this. Yeah, say Mark Dice says hi. That would be get under him okay let's see let's just play a little mark dice voice brian stelter is whining again as usual this time about memes he acknowledged the obvious that joe biden's approval ratings are at an all-time low but he thinks he's figured out the reason why and it's not because the Biden administration is a total disaster it's something else but there's something bigger going on here something bigger than biden the media universe has fundamentally changed, or actually, it's better to say it is changing every day in ways that make America a different country to govern, a more difficult country to govern. It is increasingly a country with many alternative facts. Disproving viral tweets is different than debunking a TV ad. Combating meme makers is different than rebutting newspaper columnists. And the memes are pretty powerful sometimes. <laughs> the memes are powerful, and there's nothing that you can do to stop us. Of course, his insane editorial sparked widespread mockery online, including in the form of new memes, like this one. Right here, these guys were making memes. This one's especially great because it not only mocks little Brian, but also LeBron James, who recently got some fans kicked out of the stadium because they were ridiculing him during the game. Here's another one from the same meme maker, Grand Old Memes. <laughs> 
How dare you? This one I had to blur to keep the show family friendly. It's his favorite toy, a gigantic black, well, <laughs> you know. The only thing reliable I've ever heard come out of Brian's mouth is that memes are powerful. So powerful, I'd be willing to bet that they make him cry. On Friday, I was about to go get dinner for my kids when Donald Trump Jr. attacked me in his speech at CPAC. Um, something about me looking like gender-neutral potato head. This really could go on and on. Here's another one, and just one more. Here's Fredo comforting little Brian. He must have some kind of humiliation fetish because he's really bringing this upon himself. The left hates memes so much. Remember, they sued my friend Carpe Doctum after President Trump retweeted one of his memes. This one. Thankfully, the judge threw out the case because it was utterly ridiculous. Remember when Jake Tapper expressed his concerns for memes after Robert Mueller testified after the Mueller investigation wrapped up and utterly embarrassed himself with that nothing burger of a witch hunt? There is another reality out there. This is the reality of the president's fans. Uh, and they deal in memes and they deal in uh, edited videos. And I think that there is a lot that happened today when it comes to Mueller refusing to answer questions. Uh, or acting perhaps a little befuddled at times, I think that those moments are going to be taken and I think that they're going to be used against Mueller to try to undercut him, to try to discredit him. They already are. Regard they, they already, already are. Can you repeat the question, sir? You're going to have to repeat that for me. Can you repeat the last part of that question? Can you read the last question? I'd have to look more closely at the statute. I just read it to you. Those were the days. I really miss President Trump and his memes, especially when one literally left Don Lemon speechless. This is cr this is crazy. This is literally crazy. Are you people insane? Children's book. The boy who know. cried Smollett. I don't know. I don't know. That's yeah. I know, guys. Sorry. Um, that was a technical issue. Let's go to Brian Stelter now and listen to his report of why someone was was fired. Of Chris Cuomo from, from this, this network, network, CNN. Now, I've been working the phones ever since it was announced yesterday uh, uh, evening. Um, frankly, I've been on the phone until the last five minutes here getting information about what happened and where CNN goes from here. So I'd like to start, now that you know the news about Cuomo's firing, with a timeline of how it came to this point. Why was Chris Cuomo fired now after CNN management supported him all year long? That's the key question I've been pursuing as a media reporter the past, you know, 18 hours or so. So here are the answers I have so far. Let's take a look at the day-by-day -day timeline this week to catch you up. On Monday, the New York Attorney General's document, Attorney General's office released that document dump. It landed with a thud. There was a lot to read, some of it damning, some of it about Chris. Now Cuomo's view is that he never engaged in opposition research on behalf of his brother, Andrew. Cuomo says he's never smeared anyone. He never went after any of his brother's accusers. Plus, the attorney general's office never accused him of that. But the documents, especially the text messages between Cuomo and his brother's aides, showed a level of coziness with the governor's staff that was alarming to many. CNN leadership on Monday bought some time to scrutinize the documents by saying it would conduct a thorough review. So that was on Monday. On Tuesday, Cuomo's producers were back at work to produce another episode of Cuomo Primetime. But there was growing criticism of the anchorman, both outside and inside CNN. By the evening, management had seen enough in the documents to take action. Cuomo was suspended, quote, indefinitely pending further evaluation. This language made clear that Cuomo was not just being benched for a week, you know, in some sort of performative punishment. This was a real reprimand. But the language also left the door open for Cuomo to possibly return after the holidays. 
depending on that quote-unquote further evaluation. It seemed clear to me that management was balancing the concerns of staffers with the feelings of viewers. On one side, important complaints about Cuomo crossing clear journalistic lines and damaging CNN's brand. On the other side, concerns about Cuomo as a person and respect for the fact that he put his family first. And you know what? Some people felt all of the above. Uh, my phone was lighting on Tuesday with calls from CNN staffers, some of whom said Cuomo should have been fired right away, but also with emails from viewers saying CNN was being unfair to the anchorman. So there was this balancing act going on. Now, unbeknownst to viewers or staffers, CNN management also engaged a premier law firm, Cravath, to assess the document dump. By Wednesday, with Cuomo's suspension all over the news, Cravath was quietly at work looking through the texts, looking through Cuomo's public statements, looking to see if it all lined up. At the same time, CNN boss Jeff Zucker held a meeting with the staff of Cuomo's primetime show, and the sentiments there were clearly in Cuomo's favor. Uh, this part has not been reported anywhere I've seen. Those staffers for the 9 p.m. show talked about the anchorman's talent and the pride they felt in the show. So there was a real wide array of feelings in this house. You've got CNN staffers saying, get rid of him. He shouldn't work here. He's hurt us. And then you have some of his own producers saying, you know, let's bring him back. He should be back. Now, here's the other thing that was unknown to the staff or the press or the public. Late Wednesday, a lawyer contacted CNN with a sexual misconduct complaint about Cuomo. On Thursday, CNN management reckoned with that charge, which is from an anonymous woman who worked with Cuomo years ago at ABC. Oops. Okay. Sorry, but sorry about that, guys. I'm kind of slow for some reason. Um, uh, so they're explaining to you why he was fired. First, they're saying, oh, all this drop with all these texts, right? That he was like cozy with his brother staffers. And it's like, what the fuck? Of course he is. That's his brother, right? If my sister or you even were like a governor and I was a TV anchor, I'd be all over your staffers and you because you're family. So I'm going to be texting all the time. Right. So that's not the problem. Here's what happened. Let me tell you the real story of how these investigations happen. We've talked about when, when there's a search warrant issued on someone, right. And they're investigating someone, right. So let's pretend I'm being investigated, right, Millie? Okay. We text. Mm -hmm. So they're going to look at your text too. And they're going to see through our text, they're going to be allowed. That's level one, right? That they can see yours, right? Right. Level two would be, well, we need to look at the other people Millie's communicating with. Right. That, you know, and then they find a crime, right? So what happened was, um, you know, there was, um, you know, the crime that we hear about someone claiming sexual harassment, right? Mm -hmm. In Andrew Cuomo's office. So the attorney general's on top of that, right? And Letitia, who's like, we're going to get Trump, which, you know, I kind of think she's pro-Trump. I know it sounds really crazy, but I can't say yet. But the last time I was in New York, um, right before I, I left, I met with my sister. And then after I met my sister, I met with a very old friend. And you know, I don't know, the conversation we had kind of gave, I was like, wait, what? Could have she been just like saying that to get in there? I don't know. I'm just, I'm, that's a weird thing. I haven't even said that, but just think about it anyway. So she starts going after him for sexual harassment in his office. That's weird, right? Why would the attorney general look if some chick complains that, you know, he wanted to 
date her or fucking smother her in the corner. Usually that's like dealt and settled with in private, right? right. That's how they usually work. Right. Half the time women are actually raped and nothing comes of it and when they report it. And it's right. sad. Right. So then this happens, right? Yeah. So then you're like, maybe it wasn't that. So as they're looking at Andrew Cuomo shit, because it's not sexual harassment, then they find texts with the staffers, right? And then they find texts with this dude who is Chris Cuomo's CNN producer who was charged with luring girls for sexual training. Which means that the Cuomos may have engaged in procuring. Right, because allegedly there were text messages with him and the mother, like this woman that he was trying to date or something. Of well, no, this is another one. Yeah, I know, but it's almost identical. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> at CNN or something uh, going and trying to befriend or date these moms that have young teenage or young children, daughters to then try to goat the moms into letting them do weird crap. So could it be that the one that Project Veritas released is actually him? I mean, we're going to watch the video and maybe we can find Or maybe clues. there's just a pattern yeah. here, you know? Yeah. And the guy looks Because he creepy. said it's another person. Like, James yeah, yeah he did it's say it's another person. one. So yeah. that means that there are more than one. So this is something that happens. Right. It's like a pattern here. Mm. And you know what? It could have been when they took James O'Keefe's stuff that they found that stuff from the lady that came forward yeah, with that stuff. it's possible. And because that's how you introduce evidence to the FBI, right? If someone takes your phone right now, Millie, right, and you've got whistleblower shit in there where they're claiming crimes like, oh, you know, maybe like Governor DeWine like had a snack with like Wexner and there were kids around, you know, mm-hmm. let's just pretend. And you oh, had that in your phone. Man, the FBI takes your phone. They're going to find that crime. Right. And they're going to... Pursue it because it's a crime. They can't, they can't not pursue a crime when they have evidence of a crime. Right. So that's sounds like, you know, the Ashley Biden diary was pretty much maybe cover to get all these crimes that James O'Keefe had on his phone to actually be prosecuted. I mean, I would think that would be kind of genius because I'm just thinking, why would would Christopher Ray raid him for a diary that he never published and National File did, but they went for him? I have it too. Never came for me. So why'd they go there? But I think it's—I think the whistleblower lady said she reported it to law enforcement, but she was concerned that nothing was happening. Yeah. Like she was worried that nothing was going to come of it. Yeah. And that's why she went to Project Veritas. Right. But Project Veritas had all that stuff, right? 
And so now they take his phones. Remember, they took all his work product and attorney-client privilege stuff. Do we know that they that Project Veritas had it in the time frame in which they were arrested, though? That's the, that's I don't know. I mean, they were just arrested. And right. to get an indictment like that, you don't get it so quickly to make the dominoes fall. Like, I'm just saying, like, you know, it could be. We don't know. We don't know. This is just speculation. But that's pretty interesting. Now let's go to what Project Veritas um, shared, which is really hard. So for those of you that can't stomach this, this actually made me physically ill. Yeah, it was, it like was, it made me physically horrifying. ill. Um, made you know, me sick to my stomach. Yeah. And, I, and literally when he read off some of the, when the, I, messages, the voice, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, the voicemail was what got me really yeah, sick. Yeah. That was like, like, holy crap. Cause I'm like, you, you know, serious? it was like so freaking demented and demonic. Right. But the thing is, for me, it kind of was like, ugh, you know, for me, it was a lot. So that's why I didn't play it yesterday, because it really it really made me feel horrible. You right. know, like yeah. um, it hurt my soul. It triggered me a lot. How the know? hell could like a mom be talking to a guy that's saying this? Shit? I don't know. And what it's like hell? you've known him for 10 years and he suddenly flips like that. You don't say anything like you don't. Right. You know, like. You, I get what she was saying because she was trying to find out more information so that she could nail him, you know? So I get it, you know, because he was like, you know, give me more, give me more. So she was like, yeah, talk to me, you know, like that's what usually you do with criminals when you want to entrap them. Right. You're right. like, oh yeah. You know, like, dude, I wouldn't, if, if anyone sent me something like that, I would not be like, talk to me. No, <laughs> no, I'd be, I'd be like, like cops. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> one, one. Hello? What's your emergency please. <laughs> but, uh, I've got a, Pedophile yeah, but don't forget, me. she's she's a she's a she used to be a sex worker, and now she was a counselor. So, but if you stomach, contacted law enforcement and then and then law enforcement used you to continue, yeah, to fishing, continue, that would that be better. Would be better, yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe she came forward because she was like, "Holy shit, that other guy got busted." Right. And what if they bust me when all I was doing was trying to get information? I might fucking whatever. And I went to the cops, and they told me to go home. You know, and what if they try to nail me for that? I mean, that could be too. Right. Because sometimes people don't talk unless they're going to be nailed for it. That's when they flip and stuff, you know? Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's watch this. Let's watch this. Here's in journalism. This is one of the most difficult stories we've ever had to tell. This is one of those stories that you never want to hear or report on because it's so unconscionable. It should never happen in civilized society. But tragically... It does. This story involves a man who is currently engaged and living with his fiancée and her three young children, and his sexual fantasies about the eldest daughter, who is in her early teens. Now, we don't usually report on someone's private sexual fantasies, and while we were told a crime is yet to be committed, we couldn't take the chance. Our source is very concerned that he might eventually act out on his fantasies, so we verified the information as best we could and took it to the relevant authorities as quickly as possible. Coming on the heels of last week's arrest of CNN producer John Griffin on multiple counts of trying to elicit unlawful sexual activity with minors, the subject of our story is another CNN producer whom had an ongoing relationship with our source for over a decade. When the source came to us, we had some reservations about her history as a former sex worker which makes her an easy target for anyone who wants to discredit her. 
But after spending time with her and vetting the photographs, texts, and FaceTime videos she showed us, we felt compelled we had a duty to take action to protect the children who were involved. After I'm done having my mouth on her, I'm gonna walk up and put my crotch very close to the face. Slowly unzip my zipper. And as you were getting these text messages, what was going through your, your mind? I feel disgusting. Mm -hmm. I feel dirty. My name is Janine Bonani, and I'm currently a case manager for human trafficking victims as well as domestic violence and sexual assault. I also am their certified recovery specialist for um, drugs and alcohol in one of our, our other programs. And uh, uh, tell us your story. What made you come to Project Veritas? This was a hard decision to make. I had to you know, say something about this, this girl. I was also a victim when I was 13 years old of sexual assault. And hearing the words that I said just you know, maybe made me want to reach out and, and help this girl. What are we looking at here? Um, uh, he sent me a photo of uh, his daughter. It was not pornographic. Um, and I, I reply, it, you know, it's, it's your girl's kid, like your girlfriend's kid. Um, she asked me, do, do you think of her when you're in the shower a little bit? Tell the truth. Um, I said, no, you honestly, you just turned me on so much. I'm not a kid, you know? And then he's talking about her here saying, uh, you know, what are you going, what are you going to think about with her? It's killing me in so many ways. And that's when he sent the picture. And that's a blur. We blurred that image, but what is the image? Of? It's a, it's a child on a boat. Um, just, you know, holding on to the railing of the boat. Um, the ocean. And that's his fiance's child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and um, he's talking about his uh, fiance's yeah. stepdaughter, his stepdaughter, yeah. underage daughter. She was wearing really closely cut bottoms at the pool. Um, you ask for pictures. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. So I asked him for pictures because this is when it started to get you know, way more deep saying like, you know, things on the bottom screen, like way more deep. And I said to myself, I need to get evidence as much as I can I see. to help this case. So at this point, it seems like you're eliciting him. That's exactly what yeah. I'm doing. So I'm saying, tell me, cause I want him to just, you know, dig that hole deeper, deeper, deeper. Right. Um, and that's exactly what happened. He got excited off this. It seems like he wants you to be turned on by his mm -hmm. repulsive, perverse oh. sexual attraction to this 13, 14 year old girl. Usually every time we text, it's always about him wanting to see me and the stepdaughter together. Um, but I do um, have a recording of him on the phone and the whole time he's talking about what he wants to do to the daughter. After I'm done having my mouth on her. I'm going to walk up and put my crotch very close to the face, slowly unzip my zipper, and just guide her head a little closer. And I'm just going to have her kiss the head, finally kiss the head of my And I'm going to put her hand around it so she can feel that hard flesh feels like. And that was just my way to, you know, get him face to face so I can actually have proof 
of words coming out of his mouth. I know you can't see anything on this one, but the other two, you can see his face, him talking explicitly. And you, you did go to the police. They did not take it serious. They had me in the hallway with my mother. They didn't bring us in a room. He went and asked um, his supervisor and they said, there's no case here. He wouldn't even look at my phone to show him the evidence. And as you were getting these text messages, what was going through your, your mind? I feel disgusting. Mm -hmm. I feel dirty. Uh, now you do say you, you, he turns you on. So were, were you just saying that to kind of go along with it? Absolutely. Um, this is in the beginning. Uh, I believe uh, he started, at 10 years, he's never mentioned a child before. And um, in August, he started sending me like, you know, little bits, little bits, little bits at a time. And I kept on saying to myself, like, what am I going to, what am I doing with this? You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm watching this man talk about his stepdaughter in a sexual way, um, sending me photos of, of his stepdaughter. If I was her mother and I found out my fiance is sending photos of my child and talking about her in a sexual way, you're going to prison. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm going to fight until something happens mm -hmm. because I don't know this kid. You know what I mean? Like, and for you to send it to me and tell me, go ahead, let it all out. What does he mean, go ahead, let it all out? Like, he to wants me to underage. respond in a sexual way, like, oh, she's so hot. I want to do this, this, and that. Da, da, da. And like, I'll just like reply with stupid little texts, but I'm still replying and it makes me upset. He sent me a text saying, I love, I love that she is getting hot. Uh, I want to taste how wet she makes you. And he's talking about who? His stepdaughter, who's 14 years old. Okay. When did you first meet him and, and how did you meet? I met him about 10 years ago when I was being trafficked. I um, was on Backpage and he called to um, buy sex for me. And I went to the casino and that's how everything started. And I feel like he thinks he can confide in me with everything because of my past and the things that I've been through. He thinks it's like no big deal telling me, but it's a complete opposite. Like hearing, hearing the things that he was saying, reading the things that he was saying, even about my daughter, he, he's asked for things and it has an infuriated. Your daughter? My daughter. How old your daughter? 15. Um, he's asked for uh, nudes of mom and daughter several times. He's asked for nude pictures of your 15-year-old daughter? Yep. And then other times you say, oh, she's not old enough uh, for a mom and daughter pics. He always says mom and daughter pics. And I even have him on on camera saying that he said that. If he's talking about this girl, he's talking about my daughter, what other things is he doing? I want this girl to be safe. We're looking at a text message. Could you tell us? what this means he uh, said so i'm not getting mother daughter nudes uh for for this help and when he says this help he sent me money so he thinks because you sent me money you're gonna nude photo of me and my daughter are you insane like i said it like gradually got bigger and bigger and bigger like i didn't know how to reply or what to do you and know it started in august yeah and, and i'm going to be honest you know i have a 10-year friendship with this man you know what I mean? It's not like I just met him. So it's like confusing to me. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you trust me with, with, with this material? And if you're trusting me, who you've only met twice in person, um, 
who else are you talking to? Mm-hmm. You know, what else is happening at home that I don't know about? He talks about how he wants to see her through the crack of the door um, while, while she's getting dressed, help her explore her, um, her body for the first time, uh, be the first person to be inside of her. So recently, John Griffin at CNN was charged with engaging in unlawful activity towards underage girls. Yep. You've had conversations with him about this? Yeah, um, the day the news um, broke, my mom sent me a link to it. I asked him if he heard about it. Um, he said he didn't, so I sent him the link. Um, and he was talking about uh, John Griffin saying, you know, what a pervert and, you know, scumbag and all that. Like, how can you do that? And in my head, I'm thinking, you're doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, going back to, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein with the human trafficking and how, you know, how long it went before it was, you know, actually exposed and then you know you have john griffin you know that's human trafficking also that mother brought those children there by coming forward people are going to put a lot of scrutiny on you mm-hmm. you know given your profession it's just people are going to be skeptical what is your response to people who may not believe you or your motivations i have been uh, a victim pretty much all my life I do not want this girl to be a victim of, of anything. But again, the bottom line is to save this girl. I tried going to the police. It didn't work. I don't know if it's because, you know, my history has tainted it or if it's because of who he is. And that would me, that's what makes me mad is that these people with power seem to get away with things. I'm not a journalist. I'm not a detective. I, um, was sick to my stomach with every single thing that was said. But the more he wrote or the more he said or the things I did, which is more mm-hmm. evidence that I thought was going to um, at mm-hmm. least get a, a wellness check on her. I just want this kid to be safe. All right, guys. So that was a little bit hard to listen to. Yeah, it was. You know, and, you know, there's a lot of skepticism. People are talking about the woman. But from what I gather from the text message, right, where she was like, don't make me paddle you, she was probably his dominatrix. That looks like, you know, what she was doing, right? And for. And she like, was kind of egging him on, which she does say that she was egging him on because she was trying to get him to make confessions or omissions or whatever so that they could, she could then get him uh, arrested. Well, you know, I don't think it was like watching it now without feeling because I've already watched it and I'm not so like traumatized. Um, It seems like maybe he was putting her in the corner. Like I want your kid. And she knew that he had power to cause her harm. Right. These are powerful. Yeah, they are like, like, Remember um, Henry Weinstein or whatever? Yeah, Weinstein. Weinstein. He, he's a powerful guy. So, like, this the, is like CNN. In Hollywood, you turn someone like that down and there are repercussions. Right. So, the thing right? is, yeah. So, the thing is, what if he was like, yeah, I need these mommy daughter pics or some other shit? Mm-hmm. And he never did that to her before. But maybe he didn't have his regular source or maybe he was desperate. Right. You know, and he was hunting down women their single moms, right. you know, or something like that. And, and she was scared for her daughter, you know, so she would probably string him along 
to get in as much possible to protect her kid. I think that's basically what could have happened because if she's known him for 10 years as his dominatrix, cause I, that's what, get, you know, gave it away. Like, don't make me paddle you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what they do. They beat the shit out of people that want sex and to get beaten up. Right. And you usually find that in men, that's usually their sexual kink to and be it's dominated. Usually, like, isn't it usually like powerful guys? Like, Men that are in some kind of powerful, powerful position. Yeah, they in their, like to like be, work field yes, and life. Yes. They themselves actually like to be dominated. Yeah, no, I have a lot of friends that are dominatrixes, right? They they actually do that for a living. I know a lot of women that do that. And, uh, you know, most of those people, they like to be humiliated. I knew one lady out in Kentucky. I met her at the medical school. Um, she used to um, make them come over and clean her house and lick her toilet and they'd pay her to let them do that. I know. I know people are sick, you know? Um, and that's what I'm thinking that she was the dominatrix. And then maybe he was like, you know, going after her daughter, you know, constantly asking her and she got scared. And so she went to report things, you know, because he was saying things that suddenly changed. Like she said, that's probably it. I think that's a good analysis. Definitely. Like, I think you're onto something. Cause she said that he suddenly changed. I've known him for 10 years and now he's like, he started saying stuff like that. And he was asking her for mommy and daughter pics. Right. So she was scared of her daughter being, you know, in that predicament or harming her, you know, right. Or I'm going to do this. Or maybe this she wanted and... something to hold over his head. If you he try to ruin her or something. Right. Cause yeah. you know, that's how it is in that, especially in the Hollywood and all that industry, people get blacklisted and, and things are really cutthroat there. So, yeah. Um, but, but it's just, it, I'm really happy that she did the right thing and notified the mom of that other girl so that right. she could protect her daughter like, and get that creep the hell away from her and her, her child and um, that she reported it to law enforcement. I mean, you have people like Jake Tapper working there. I mean, there's like rumors going around about his mom and, you know, their links. And it, it seems like everyone in that industry is twisted in some shape or form. Uh, the higher up you get, the twistier they are. I mean, I talk, I mean, we saw it with the Lincoln Project with all those pedos that were rounded up, right? right. The ones that's where Ali Akbar started from. And I tell people all the time, McCain loved little boys. You know, or there's a at, at real least they problem with young. that with politicians. Yeah, there's really a real big. problem. Well, you know, that's how they they do things. I mean, you know, maybe this is like a Buff Perry discussion. Uh, let's, uh, yeah. Well, I think that's his story to tell. Yeah, I know, but that's like something really sickening if you think about it. Like, you know, that the that, that CNN it actually has face to be on. Like, I don't know how they stand up there. Oh, we're like integrity, but look, a shit ton of pedos are getting fired and arrested. It's just really bizarre. It's like a common theme. I really commend uh, James O'Keefe on this. I mean, what he's doing is it's it's protecting more children from being victimized. And uh, the truth needs to get out there. So I just think James O'Keefe's like a really good journalist and a really good person. Well, I remember that um, I I told you this while we were watching the video, Andy Breitbart a long time ago, he was like, you know, he was, he was doing something and James O'Keefe was just a video guy at the time, pretty young. And um, he just turned around and said, you know, this guy, when he grows up, he's going to be a monster. He's going to, 
tear them up. Yeah, but like you know, a monster, like, like, like a lion. Yeah, like a that's, what he, that's what he meant. Right. Like he's going to get in there and he's going to tear them all apart. Right. You know, and, you know, I remember him saying that and I was like, well, you know, he's like, he's Irish and he has the Irish face, you know, like the. Or Scottish, you know, I don't know. I don't know. O'Keefe. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, no, I called him, you know, he's an Irishman, I said, you know. Well, I've interviewed him several. I, I've interviewed him several times, and he's always just been so nice. Like he's such a nice person. And have you ever been around someone and they just have really good energy? Yeah, that's James O'Keefe. He yeah. he has great energy. He he just kind of and like I was saying to you, uh, I I think it's just he's got the Holy Spirit like exuding off of him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas like, there's a lot of other men in the conservative world right. that, you know, I've been around or, and they just have shit energy. Right. And, and James O'Keefe has like that, like protector, good person energy. Yeah. And he's, know? and he didn't make her feel bad, you know, for what she did because, you know, a lot of people are easy to like say, Oh my God, you know, like, First instance, just call the cops and say something. But then you have to be in the mind of someone that was a victim in that trade, then used it, you know, because you get hurt and, 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 and you struggle with things when, you know, you've been like she was found on back page for dominatrix stuff. Right. And she kept that with him for 10 years. So that means he had some hold over her. I mean, he was talking about giving her money. Jeez. And so, this is why James O'Keefe is being censored so much. Right. Because I mean, look he's at the reports so kind he's been too. putting out. I know. He, he's putting out bombshells. And because they've censored him off of social media, it, it's barely getting out there. It is getting out there. It is, but it would be so much but, more. And they, they know the only, that they're being effective in censoring him to some extent. The only thing we need is that list from the Pentagon to be released. You know, where ICE had composed a list right before Obama got in office with all the politicians generals, admirals, lieutenants, fucking staff sergeants, you know, people in office, appointees, careers that are all pedos. And that was just cut off. That just needs to come out because this is sickening just to watch it. And, and if James O'Keefe is listening or any of his uh, associates are listening, um, I just want to say, don't worry, James. Quicks is coming. So <laughs> you'll have a, you'll have a home there. Yeah. And you will not be censored. Yes. Yes. And that's, and that's the hope of everyone that we can at least share information and knowledge. And that's something that we don't have. You know what it would have been cool when kids were at school, if they were taught to use tools that are available to us by the government to complain. Mm -hmm. I mean, no one even knew that fraud net was there. Like we usually go to the OG to the IG and I said, OG and um, file a complaint and that's it. It's just really weird. But speaking of weird warrants and changes, you remember how Alec Baldwin cried and said, I didn't know they were bullets. Right. And then there's like the person that he shot was like this weird scenario. Well, breaking news today. Check breaking tonight. Actually, just minutes ago, authorities investigating the shooting death of a film crew member on a movie set have now obtained a search warrant for the phone, the cell phone belonging to Alec Baldwin. The actor was holding the gun that fired the fatal shot, which also injured the movie's director. Again, breaking within the past few minutes, correspondent Matt Finn is in Los Angeles. Good evening, Matt. 
Good evening, Brett. This afternoon, the Santa Fe Sheriff was granted a warrant to seize and search Alec Baldwin's cell phone. Court documents reveal investigators will download a digital copy of Alec Baldwin's phone, believed to be an iPhone. The Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office is seeking more information in relation to the shooting death of Helena Hutchins. Hutchins was the director of photography on the New Mexico set of the Western film Rust, starring Alec Baldwin. Hutchins was shot and killed in October by Baldwin when he fired a gun believed to be a cold prop gun. In a television interview, Baldwin has since denied pulling the trigger. No one has formally been charged. The Santa Fe County District Attorney has not ruled out criminal charges in this case. The film's director was also shot in the shoulder, but he has recovered. Brett. All right, Matt Finn, we'll follow this one. Thank you. All right. So just like someone said, oh boy, more pedo news coming. Could you imagine them taking a digital copy of Alec Baldwin's phone? That would be really interesting. How much shit would be on there from like, I don't know, pizza parties or whatever other stuff. I'm just saying, like, let's just think about it for a second. See, when you confiscate things, it just freaking comes out, you know, that's like the dominoes will fall and they'll all just like get taken out. Oh my God. Cause there's a, there networks. All of them will be taken out every single one of them. And they're going to get a digital copy, which means they're going to clone the phone. So they're going to be able to see location data and everything, which is really weird because they're announcing it. This is why they're going to ramp up the censorship though. You know it. Yeah. They, we'll you really, what goes. are they going to do Tori? What are they going to do when all this information starts coming out of all the pedophile rings? All Like, what are they going to do? You think they're just going to, like, let that just, like, circulate all over social media? Well, I mean, if we go backwards in time from the information that came, it's all about to crumble now. This is where everything starts to crumble and get undone. And this is what we're seeing. They're death rattles. They're in full panic mode where they're right. putting boots on people's faces. They're locking them in the house. Like, Oh, you want your kid to go to school? You better jab it up. You want to enter into a restaurant? You better have your kid jabbed up. And it's like, that's insane. This is America. You don't do it. And they're just doing it shamelessly and saying, yep. And we're going to spend and we're going to lock you in and we're going to jab your kids. Right. And then they're putting out these FEMA jobs where they're just like, you know, you're going to get four grand a week and, and, and you're just going to jab people. And it's like, wait, why is FEMA jabbing people? Like what's going on? And then we have these weird tornadoes and winds coming out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. That's pretty scary. It's like, why are there all these tornadoes in the middle of December? It's, re it's, it's really weird. bizarre. Like today, I remember going up to the federal And no, it's not global warming. Yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. It's not cow farts. Uh, but the, dude, there was a report. I was at the airport and it was like super early in the morning. <clears throat> and it was like, I, it was either MSNBC or CNN. And they were like, oh, there's a spike and rise in children having cardiac arrest and strokes. And that's from excessive marijuana use and climate change. And I'm like, fuck like how does okay. that even look at this look at all these people have been putting harp 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 and here's what i'll say i watched a ted talk because every once in a while i'll just i need something to listen to while i'm doing like boring chores and things around the house and i was watching it uh, listening to a, a ted talk right. and it was talking about how mars you know that that they were working to terraform Mars and they had all these plans to terraform Mars. And I'm thinking if they are so confident in their ability to terraform, they think that they can actually terraform another planet. That means that they had to have tested these terraforming capabilities on 
earth. You know, and you asked me how the computer works, right? Right. Okay. Let me show it to you because I actually had that out there. The other so day. I was just kind of blown away. Like, whoa, they're actually like just talking about terraforming Mars. Like what? Yeah. And it's like, I'm trying to find it. I had it up for the other day to show it to people because there is, I'm going to find it. It's going to be in here. Like how they, how they denied chemtrails for like the longest time. And then they're like, oh yeah, stratospheric, stratospheric aerosol injections. Yeah. You know, they just, it's a different, it's a different thing. Yeah, there's this, this, um, there was a, a, a video that I had. There we go. How China turned the desert into green forests. See? So let me show it to, to the audience. This is super, because, you know, harp isn't a joke. You know, um, terraforming isn't something new either. It's already been done. And I actually had this up. See how my computer works. I actually had this up and I was going to, report on it and teach people about terraforming. Um, uh, I think it was like two days ago. That's why I was Weird. scrolling, but I didn't have time for it. So right. it dropped off. And so the fu funny thing you mentioned the terraforming, cause I'm like, huh, I remember that. So right. let me show you guys what I was talking. China is rebuilding the great wall. However, no longer do they need to build with stones, mortar, sand, and rubble designed to stop the enemy hordes. Nowadays, they build with trees. Just like the wall erected many years ago, the world's largest man-made forest should stop an enemy that China has been fighting for many years and which is no less dangerous than the problem of overpopulation. This enemy is the desert that occupies most of eastern China and continues to grow non-stop. Although China has an area comparable to that of the United States, only 12% of it is arable land. However, China still has the largest agricultural production in the world. All the usable land is farmed intensively, and the government has invested heavily into both increasing yields and conserving the area. It is incredible that such a populous country managed to become self-sufficient in terms of food supply. A striking example of self-sufficiency can be seen in the Xinjiang region in the northwest. It's an almost desert region, but thanks to drip irrigation and technological systems that reduce evaporation, people in Xinjiang grow vegetables without rain. What's the result? Tomatoes, garlic, onions, watermelons, melons, and much more have received international recognition and can compete in taste with fruits grown in southern Italy. Since every hectare of land is essential, desertification has become a real problem and due to its high rate of spread, is considerably one of China's major environmental issues. And these sandy lands, currently covering up to 27% of the country's territory, are growing rapidly. By 2006, they were devouring usable land at a rate of nearly 1,000 square miles a year, up from 600 square miles in the 1950s. The most insidious enemy is the Gobi Desert, it extends over 386,102 square miles across China and Mongolia and is one of the driest deserts on Earth. Sand and dust regularly flood farms and villages, blocking roads and railways. Hundreds of thousands of tons of this substance end up in Beijing and other cities, posing a serious health hazard to their residents.
Researchers estimate that desertification costs the Chinese economy billions of dollars a year. Therefore, the need to build a new Great Wall of China arose, and this time, it's green. Unlike the 5,500-mile-long fortification wall erected in the 8th century BC to separate the Celestial Empire from the Mongolian steppes, the Great Green Wall of China is the largest forest planting project on the planet. Its goal is to create a 2,796-mile-long green belt to halt the expansion of the Gobi Desert while reducing millions of tons of carbon dioxide emissions. If all goes as planned, by 2050, China's forested area will increase from 5% to 15% of the country's total land area. The country decided to create shelter belts along the southern outskirts of China's four largest sandy massifs and eight deserts, as well as along the lowest plateau. This is because the main Chinese deserts are located in the north, northeast, and northwest regions of the Celestial Empire, and the program is designed to protect the country from desert encroachment from the north. The name of the program itself can be roughly translated as Forest Protection of the Three Norths. At the same time, another unofficial name arose, Luis Chong Cheng, the Great Green Wall of China. Its author is believed to be Deng Xiaoping himself. The Chinese did not wait long to initiate the project, and soon, the main legislative body of the country made a decision obliging every citizen above 11 years old to plant at least three poplars, eucalyptus, or any larches annually as a contribution to the common cause. Villagers are paid for planting seedlings, and in some places, the government leases private land for planting forests. Entrepreneurs grow and sell seedlings and harvest mature trees for lumber. All of this is reported to have reduced in poverty in many areas, and it definitely made some people very rich. And so, in recent decades, instead of relying on revolutionary fervor, the government used capitalism to grow trees. The largest environmental project in history involves several methods of reforestation. Rows of grass and common local trees are planted first. Along the second line, rows of drought-resistant shrubs are planted. Then in go the most resistant trees, such as poplar. Different teams are hired to plant them, and seeds are scattered from planes. Not only are professionals and volunteers involved in planting trees, but also Chinese officials including ministers. In total, more than 500 million people partake in this noble event every year, while the number of planted trees reaches billions. At this time, the project aims to plant 100 billion trees by 2050. Obviously, new technologies made their own contribution. The Chinese now have an opportunity to plant trees not only in person, but using online platforms. Donations are collected on authorized sites, which are then used for planting. Within the past 50 years since the beginning of reforestation, the desert finally stopped advancing. Over the past 10 years, 13 million hectares of trees have been planted to shelter the wind, covering an area the size of Greece. Although the plan has not yet been completed, the forest area in the north has increased from 5% to 13.5%, an area the size of Western Europe. Thus, the Chinese were able to save the land from the desert, which stretches along a distance equal in size to Italy. In the areas where the very first trees were planted, the forest has now grown 
and the amount of rainfall has increased. Thanks to plants, the soil can retain rainwater, and the streams have increased their runoff. Wherever the land used to be dry and barren, there are now natural parks, such as the Sehanba National Forest Park, the main attraction in northern China. The project has its critics, though. Their main attacks are directed against the practice of monoculture. In most cases, only one species of tree was planted, which makes forests vulnerable to epidemics. Plant diseases have, in fact, destroyed many trees. In 2008, one-fifth of the trees perished, and in the winter, hurricanes destroyed 10% of that year's work. The World Bank urged China to strive for quality of tree species, not quantity. A few years ago, a kind of forest scandal erupted. It is known that large Chinese cities, including Beijing, face the problem of smog, which is getting worse every year despite the government's best efforts. The wind blows the smog out of the cities, but in recent years this happens more rarely. It has been suggested that the free movement of air has been impeded by these new forest plantings, and because of them, the air in the cities stagnates and cannot be cleaned. Zhang Yongli, deputy head of the State Forestry Administration of the People's Republic of China, was even forced to specifically refute this statement. According to him, trees can restrain air movement only at the very surface of the land. In any case, they have more benefits than drawbacks, including their role in the fight against smog. This may not be a perfect plan, but we cannot forget that China has recently planted more trees than the rest of the world combined. China's Great Green Wall is today the largest man-made forest on Earth. So basically, that video shows them terraforming. And the reason is, I don't know if you guys all missed it, because that was like one of the most important things there. Did you know that deserts expand like a plague? Like it was like encroaching and growing and they needed to stop the desert from happening. That's why they planted trees. So did you guys know that deserts can expand? Because it was like, oh, you know, this, you know, by planting all these trees, it stopped the encroaching of the desert. And if you listen to at the beginning, it was like, you know, the Gobi Desert was so aggressive and it was growing. And it's like, do people know that deserts actually move? Because if you actually look at the deserts in Africa, you know, the sub-Saharan, the, the Saharan, the Sahara Desert, and then the sub-Saharan desert spots, you'll see that they've actually moved. So places that were desert are no longer desert. Now, what they did was they put all these trees to terraform. So should we be worried that Earth is going to turn into Dune? Oh my gosh. And we're going to have to write Is there going to be that floating, yeah, that floating guy? Spice. You, the new Dune movie came out. I didn't even see it yet. It's, I wanted it's to really see good. it. I wanted to see I'll wait till it comes out on video, I guess. Or like, you know, on Prime or where I can rent it somewhere the online. Spice must blow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the spice. Well, the Far East was known for spices. Right. <laughs> so, but, you know, that the, I, I, it is, you know, harp, you know, the whole, um, reforestation is one of those methods. I mean, just a while ago, wasn't it in Saudi Arabia that they were making it rain because they had no rain, so they created rain? 
Like I was reported, we talked about it, right? That um, in Saudi Arabia, they made it rain. Well, how do we know that like all this China doing all this to like terraform their environment and, and grow their forests and everything else? They're, it's on a large scale. They're, they're impacting large amounts of land yeah. and, and obstructing like wind flows and things like that. How do we know that this isn't like some butterfly effect thing where now all of a sudden it's all peaceful there, but here in the Midwest, we're having tornadoes in the middle of December and, and they're fucking shit up because they're know. terraforming. I mean, yeah, maybe, but you know, a lot of people are like, you know, if they have so much shit, then why are they coming for America? Right. And it's like, I already stated this. We created China in 19, in the early 1900s. But there China have been, there creation. have been tornadoes and natural disasters all throughout history. It's right. Just, it's just the way it goes. And there's, if anything, um, it's more what tornadoes. Do you hear about in Europe? There's certain areas where you have the right conditions for a tornado. Right, right. Okay. You have to have like hot air and cold air mixing. Right, and right, right. I know, and, I know, I know. But I'm just saying. And the like, Midwest is like ripe for that. They have the, the right conditions. Do they have that in the South American continent? What about Europe? I don't know. That's I'm a just good question. Saying, I'm should, just saying. Or Africa. It, it. it kind of seems like. I bet they do have it somewhere in Europe. I mean. I don't know. But not like we do. I mean, the tornadoes in the Midwest are just massive. I don't know. It just seems like they're very, like, specific storms for, like, <laughs> just America. You know, since we had the Wizard of Oz and no place like home and houses being brought up. I'm just saying. I, it's just, yeah, maybe it's just. We have some pretty big uh, hurricanes as well. But so does so did the Philippines, right? Yeah, the Philippines get it in India. They get monsoons. We don't get right. monsoons. It's, they get monsoons. Yeah. So that's weird. If it's a planet and it's like supposed to be equal, right? Because they all turn around, right? Apparently that's the science, right? The science says that the whole planet rotates and shit. And we all get equal time with the sun. Right? Right. <laughs> yes? Okay. Then why is it that only some places on the planet get certain things and other places don't. I'm just, if it was, you know, a complete sphere right, right, right. that was turning, everyone would get equal opportunity weather issues. I'm just, I'm just okay, pointing yeah, yeah. I'm looking at this map here to answer the question. Go. About tornadoes. Wait, is there's that a Google? Map. There's a map, okay, map. of where in the world, regions of the world most prone to tornadoes. Because I don't know. I, I was just curious about the question you asked. Um, but yeah, the the United States it's is like all like red. All red. <laughs> Europe, there are. I've never in seen a tornado in Europe. It's all red lined. Yeah, everything. I know, but it's like South Africa, South Africa, uh, parts of China, right, and and, and the border of China and India. Jap is that Japan? Yeah, that's Japan. No, no that's not Japan. What? Yeah, it is oh, up okay. there. Yeah, it is. And and down here in South America, just that one, like. South right up, of Brazil. Yeah, just, just, just that's it. It's that tiny little spot. Yeah, I know. How does how equal opportunity does that look? <laughs> I'm just saying it would have been like equal fair. opportunity. <laughs> it's like if it's a globe and we each get like the same amount of time in the sun, same amount of time over here. Right. You know, I'm just saying. They do have them in China. Yeah, I know, and that's how so can we weird. never see that like on the yeah. news, like tornadoes in China. Yeah, I don't know. Or tornadoes in Europe. Yeah, and I haven't seen I, I I haven't seen a tornado. The only time that I saw something that even was close to a hurricane was in Italy. Oh, I want to say like a really long time ago. 
that felt like a, it was a tropical right. type storm because that's for the Mediterranean. So it's weird. Um, but then, you know, the United States just does get whipped by two oceans on each side. But then so does Africa. Do you see a lot of tornadoes in Africa? I mean, they get a lot of oceans, right? <laughs> they got Atlantic, they got Indian Ocean, and they've got the Arctic Ocean. So they've got three. So it's like, but for some Antarctic Ocean, but they got, but for some reason they don't get tornadoes except for South Africa. Super weird. Super weird. Just super weird. But we have a jet stream, people say. But we're the only ones with the jet stream. Nobody else? There's there's various uh, wind patterns and things there's always an all excuse. throughout the planet. Yeah, there's always um, an excuse. This thing was saying like there's like about 300 tornadoes a year in Europe, but they mostly like they don't really have many F4 tornadoes or like really large tornadoes. Like the United States, I mean, we've been having a lot of really big tornadoes. Like the tornado that blew through Kentucky. That I don't know, man. Awesome. I was I was looking at some of that news when I was driving, what, listening to it. That is, and they were like the candle maker kept us at work. He's like a tyrant, right? And that was and really sad. Like, it was, but then on the other hand, it's like you know, it was like eight people died. They were like asking, "Hey, can we go home?" Because there's a tornado warning, and apparently they were being told no, and then. You know, people died. When well, they, you know, they if died. they didn't die at work, they right. they wouldn't. They have might died. have died on the road, and that's yeah. what they were. That's what like the the manager, the, the, like the owners and managers. I would have said the same thing. It would have been safer to be in uh, in a, in a warehouse, you know, and and bunkering down than being on the road. Because you know what they're thinking that if you're commuting from your house to work back and forth, the company's liable for you. Dude, I wouldn't have cared you though. Know. I yeah, would have I know. literally left. I know. Like, I know. Oh. I know. I could picture you being like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm leaving." I would have been like, "I'm like so I scared know. of tornadoes." I am like really scared of tornadoes. So like, if if there would have been any hint of like, "Yeah, there's a tornado warning," and they'd be like, "Yeah, Millie, you're gonna be fired if you leave." I'm like, "Bye." Yeah. Bye. <laughs> I know you would. See if you'll be around but to fire me. I'd, I'd be. I'd be upset to be at work if a tornado happened because I wouldn't be able to smoke anywhere. You know, right. you get really anxious and you'd be like, yeah, I just need a cigarette I'd be down right at now. home, hiding and, in my basement. Like, yeah. is it done yet? No, my gosh. And I'd be <laughs> on the top <laughs> smoking cigarettes, laughing look, at you. Look, I'm going to tell you why. I, I want to okay. tell the story why I'm freaked out okay. by tornadoes. Go. Okay. Because I was, Go. first of all, I was born and raised in California. Okay. okay? Yeah. So we didn't have tornado tornadoes. warnings yeah. and tornadoes. So um, I moved out here to Ohio and one of these summer afternoons, like everything was like perfect weather. And then all of a sudden here comes this giant like wall of clouds approaching. Uh -huh. And just so quickly the, the weather just changed and it just became like really windy. And I see like the wind just kind of whipping up the, the leaves around and they're almost kind of like almost flirting, but like yeah. floating and dancing, almost like weird circular stuff going on. Whoa. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Gavin runs inside because he's like, oh, no, we just, you know, we painted. So we had all the windows in the house open. And right. that's part of the reason we were outside with the kids because we're like painted air in the house. Out. Right. Right. He's like, oh, no, I better go like close all the windows because it looks like it's about to rain. Um, so I'm standing out there with the kids just like, do to do, you know, <laughs> not, no. not thinking much of it. And then this huge just like wall of wind just starts coming in. And I'm like on the driveway. And I start 
you know, trying to run because it's, it's the weather just came in really hard. Okay. Right. I, I start running and my son is running next to me, Josh. And he's like probably like four or something at four or five at the time. And I'm holding, um, Alma when oh she was God. like maybe Couple like five months. or six oh months old or something. I'm holding her in my arms. We start running towards the garage to get away from it. And literally this giant like gust of wind, I've never felt anything like it. It picked us up and slammed us and threw us. It threw Josh, it threw me. He like hit his knee on the cement and in his body on the cement. I I went flying on the cement and I was like, I'm gonna try my best to protect my baby. So I um, put all of my fall on my knee and my elbows to so try to go sideways twist. to twist. Yeah. And, and she ended up being safe, right? Not right. hitting her head or anything. Um, but we got all busted up and cut. My son was all scraped up and we were like picked up and thrown. Yeah. And we then ran inside and he was all screaming and crying. We ran out in the basement. We we're all freaked out. My knee swelled so huge. I had water on the, the knee and everything like days oh. after I couldn't walk. It was so bad. And I found out because I actually went to go get it checked out from the doctors. Like I thought I broke my knee. Like it was that, it was bad. that bad. And um, they said, oh, yeah, because I was telling them what happened. I'm like, what the heck is that? I've never experienced anything like that. And I said, oh, yeah, you, that actually that that was the microburst that came through a microburst. It took about took out a bunch of trees and a bunch of like um, power lines and things. And I'm like, what the heck? So apparently, like, I didn't know what a microburst was. OK, right, and I don't right. expect many people to. But <clears throat> it's like there's a high atmosphere jet of right. air. That all of a sudden, because whatever the heck's going on in the storm front, storm clouds, it just shoots down toward the ground and can have like F1, like hurricane, like F1 tornado style winds and just like womb and like take out trees, take out things. So we got hit by something crazy that literally picked us up and threw us. And by the grace of God, we were, we didn't get seriously hurt. I got pretty hurt. My knee was busted, but. After that, I've been like really freaked out by tornadoes. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. because to have your body just picked up and thrown like a rag doll, and and not only that, but like the force, like you know those those fair rides when the thing that spins, you know, right, the fair right, rides right, that right, spin, right. and like the gravity, like uh, the force sticks yeah, your sticks body your like body velcro the wall. Yeah. to the wall. It was like, it felt like that force, but like shoving you into the cement. Like it was crazy. Oh, wow. I'm not, I'm not scared of any storms except for whiteouts. There was one time in North Dakota where it snowed so bad and it was like seven feet high, the snow. Like we had a bobcat come and dig us out and Zeus, who's white, number one. Right. <laughs> he probably blended. Right. Needed to pee. And I'm like, right. he's not stupid. You know, he'll come right back. So I'm down and I open the door and I let him out and then I can't see him. So I have the bright idea to go outside. He was just enjoying himself. Right. Right. When you couldn't see like freaking two inches in front of your face. So I'm like, girls stay there. That was the worst mistake <laughs> I ever made. I literally walked maybe one foot and then I didn't know if the house was behind me next to me. And I was just like, I couldn't see, I couldn't, I didn't know what direction I was in, uh, nothing. And then, you know, I'm out there for a while and 
BB and, and Hera were screaming my name, but obviously, uh, you know, I can't hear Not them. Dude, yeah, and it was so bad, and I was right there by the house. And I tried to, like, backtrack on my feet, but it was all gone. So every time I would take a step, it was gone. So I was like, yeah, so I'm just going to stand here and wait to be able to see a light. Cause sometimes I would see a light and then be like, Oh, that way, you know? And then it would be like gone. Um, and then Zeus came and he was like playing around. And I was like, dude, <laughs> let me hold on to your tail. Take me home. Yeah, take me home. Use your nose, so dog. It was, I was just lost. I would have just been holding like, on to him. Like, I know he's going to find a dude, way. I'm just I'm telling good. you, like when I was holding his tail and he was like moving fast and then he was going in circles. So I was like, damn, this is going to be so sad. I can see the headlines now. Woman dies a foot from her fucking back door. And it was like, I know, I know. Oh my gosh. And he was like doing circles. And I was like, I was just standing there. And I, you know, until he came, I was like, I could see the headlines now. It's like all the snow would have covered me. And I would have been like a foot away. So it was like so bad. Oh my God. But yeah, that's, that's my fear. I don't know. Tornadoes, I think, are, are, um, cleansing. Oh my god! I don't know, man. They're terrifying. I don't know. Once you, look, I wasn't that scared of them either until I got picked up and thrown like around. Yeah. Okay. Ball. Yeah. So maybe that's like I'm not scared of earthquakes. I've been in the, like really big the earthquakes. Fact that it could be like everything but, is chill, mm-hmm. and then wow! I don't know. You know Damn, like, that is scary. It's like nice and sunny out, and then boom. Damn, I could picture Josh seeing. <laughs> Telling the story Dude, he was to obsessed. Gavin, he was yeah. probably saying, "Oh my god, he was just obsessed really? for like the like almost the entire year." I could he was it. constantly <laughs> drawing these spirals and like, yeah, wind swirls, wind swirls, like he's going on. Yeah, on I could picture him. Dad, you should have seen it. Like it was like it picked me up and yeah. threw me, and it was like super strong. Oh I could just picture him doing it too. Um, okay, so we have weather wars. I believe that. I think they do. I, I mean, we have the capability of doing it. I mean, they're discussing terraforming other, and I'm using air quotes, planets, right? We already know they're doing it. Uh, you know, Saudi Arabia made it rain a few months ago. I talked about it, did a show, right. you know, like just mentioned it, I think, because it was really weird that they were like, yeah, you know, it was really hot. And we didn't get a lot of rain. So we just made it rain. And it's like, yeah. oh, gee, okay. They literally do that. They yeah. can literally like, look, you can watch videos out there, guys, where they demonstrate, look. The, the the sky is clear right now, but we're about to make it rain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and it's like they, boom. They're pumping all of the this this uh like uh steam into the sky and then yeah, boom, whatever. Yeah, no, Saudi Arabia did that. Just it was reported, and I'm like, so they can make it rain, but they can't make it blow. Of course they can. And it was like I remember that when the hurricane was coming a couple years ago, and it was headed straight for Mar-a-Lago, and then it just did a right turn. I'm like, shut, stop. Like, stop. Like, it was just like the weirdest. Things don't just make right turns. It's like the dust bunnies that they were talking about in space. I don't know if you saw that, where they were like, oh, that's just a dust bunny. And it was like a dust bunny with density. What do they call them? Uh, uh, Space bunnies. And the space bunny was coming down. People thought it was a spaceship. And then... Everyone was like, a spaceship? And then it, like, made a right turn and went the other way. It was whatever it's just so dumb that they treat people like they're stupid they just treat people like they're stupid anyway so millie 
I wanted to tell you, so a lot of people, you know, wrote writs of mandamuses and filed them across the nation. Right. So a lady named Jen actually went in, in the state of Washington and represented herself yesterday. And she stood there all alone against the assistant attorney general to, to state her claim and tell them, tell the Supreme Court to make the governor do his job, right? And to uphold the laws, you know, and the constitution. Well, she was really excited because she was really ready and proud. And I'm so proud of her because I mean, how many people could say, well, I stood there and fought for my whole state and up against the assistant attorney general. Now she felt like they had already made up their mind because they were like already like, you know, kind of. So she posted this message. She said, hey guys, I wanted to give you an update. The commissioner dismissed our writ. After yesterday's oral argument, this didn't surprise me. Not because my arguments delivered. I actually think I did a kick-ass job. Uh, but it was actually quite clear that he had even taken the time to read the documents in the file. During the assistant AG's arguments, he kept interrupting her and they used that time to taunt me. Uh, he mentioned that he's aware of several writs that have been filed and that sees that he sees a pattern. Quite honestly, I wanted to ask if the two of them had been sleeping together. With that being said, I did not feel defeated in any way. I continued to pray that he would still make the right decision, even though he didn't seem to have the ears uh, to hear me. We're not done. We will not back down and we will not stop fighting. We have a really amazing team that works so hard on this and now we know their objections and we know what we need to do differently to get our voices heard. Remember what Tori says, a loss is even, is even a win. And thank you again for all your prayers. We will now regroup and refile and much love to the amazing Patriots and our Tori says family. I mean, you know, that takes a lot of guts. You know, Jerry Thompson. It does. And, yeah. In Tennessee, went up against it. Jen did. And like I was telling everyone, like when you file these cases, they might come back and say no. Right. No, no, no. And your no is a win, too. Today, I got to file. The, the fact that you fight and you stand up is the most important thing. Yeah. That's the only thing that matters right now. Because we're they judged. need to feel like there's resistance. They right. need to see that there there's resistance. Right. And I'm just shocked that not every American in the nation is doing this right now. Um, you know, my writ of mandamus in the Supreme Court in Ohio is denied. It was denied and they did they said on its merits, but didn't say why, right? And so regrouping on that, I uh, since my Mayfield High School one, still no decision. Like it's still out. I thought, okay, great. So regroup. What do I, what can we do here? Right. So I filed a motion to amend it a second time, but this time I brought the arguments of the writ of mandamus because when the attorney general was fighting my writ of mandamus, he said, she's asking for this. She's asking for that. She's asking for this. And there's a better court and she could go do this. And the better court, guess what is the federal court. So now today I went down there and I filed a second, you know, amended complaint. So I amended it again. And not only that, I even said to the judge, I know you're a little bit pissed off that I'm a pro se. So why don't you be an attorney? Cause I can't find one. I'm really trying, but I can't. So I have to keep filing pro se, you know? So that way he just gives me one. God. <laughs> I was just thinking, imagine the attorney that would be assigned to me. The guy would be pulling his hair. No, you're not doing that. You're going to do it like this, 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 this. But I'm the attorney. I don't give a shit. I'm the client. You're doing it like this, 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 this. <laughs> because I don't want to play bar games. I want to play to win. 
Um, so I, I filed that and let's see if that gets accepted. Because if that gets accepted, I've just joined the governor in my suit. So I'm really hoping that this judge accepts my motion to add to it. And if not, he's going to see more to it. Um, you know, I actually closed it with a pretty wicked paragraph. Let me just find it. Um, and the, I, you know, the thing is, is like, you're not going to win every battle when you're out there fighting the good fight. But the important thing is that you just keep on going and you don't give up. And at the end of the day, it's, it's what is going to allow us to win the war is if enough people are out there, um, just being persistent. Yeah. And persistence is really hard too. You know, it's, um, it's, um, it's hard because you get demoralized a lot. You know, you get demoralized that, um, you know, you're, you're not going to win. This is a failure. A lot of people feel like that and I, and I get it, but that's, that's where you decide to either quit or keep going and you don't lose if you don't quit. You know what? Um, my, one of my family members is in real estate, a, a great salesperson, uh, very successful one, like real estate awards, all this stuff. And I'm like, well, how do you do this? Like, how do you handle doing all these cold calls and like calling all these people and getting rejected right. and everything? And basically the, the attitude that she said is basically some will, some won't. So what? What's next? And yeah. that is the attitude you have to have. You have to know going into it that, look, some some battles you're going to win some battles you're not going to lose or some battles you're going to win some battles you're going to lose right and that is just how it is and you have to just keep going because that is how you win battles that's the only way you're going to win you have to learn you're willing to lose battles yeah, i know i you can't just walk in and say right oh i'm going to go play basketball for the first time in my life and i'm going to totally win and it's like right. um that doesn't happen but my last paragraph <clears throat> I put down was that the people of Ohio through their legislative representatives established these amendments to clearly outline the rights that they have retained in the union. It is clear and evident from article one, section 21 of the Ohio state constitution that the people reserve all rights over decisions regarding their health and no exclusion clauses or acts of God's have been included in the verbiage of the amendment. In fact, the people outlined it and clearly defined all aspects of this amendment, including medical devices, health insurance, health choices, medications, and much more to ensure that they made it clear that they retain full sovereignty over their own bodies. Therefore, it is incomprehensible that I, a citizen of the United States and the state of Ohio, must even be justifying my complaint when it's clearly written in the Ohio State Constitution and the authority it bears granted to it by the Ninth and Tenth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. So, you know, I had to throw that jab in and tell the judge, like, I can't even fucking believe that I'm standing here arguing this shit when it's clearly spelled out in law. Like, there should be no question. And that Ohio State Constitution is as is is a more empowered with the Ninth and Tenth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. So why are we having this conversation? So I think he might get a little bit upset with that, but I really don't care because that's how I feel. So um, so hopefully that works. So if anything, everyone should take lesson from like Jerry Thompson and from Jen to um, you know keep 
putting things down and, and pushing because you don't win on your first go and every loss is a win because you learn what do you need to do to get better. Right. Kind of like what Jen said, she now knows their arguments. So now the people of Washington state in their group will sit there, regroup and say, all right, how can we tackle this even better? Like they said this, all right, like, let's, let's remedy those things right. and add some more shit, more firepower. Let's go. So, um, every, every single hit that we've been doing is big. And the fact that they discussed that so many of them are being filed across the United States means that they know we're coming for them. That should, that is key. Like why would this Washington right out in the state of Washington know that they've been filed in all these states? That means all the judges know, and they're talking and they're like, shit, these fuckers are coming for us. They're just filing shit and filing shit. Having that conversation was wrong because she could have said, are you saying that you're just going to dismiss it? I would have jumped in and said, I'm sorry. I think this is inappropriate. So are you saying that us citizens asking the courts to tell people to do their job is funny? Because I don't think it's funny. Maybe they should just be doing their job. So um, that's that's the way it is. All right, guys, I'm going to see you guys tomorrow. Normal time. Wait, tomorrow's Friday. Yeah, normal time. Um, today was a little bit unexpected. <laughs> I love that <clears throat> because just like this song says, I mean, they will not control. Have you heard this song? Which one? Uprising. Okay, let's go. God bless everyone. Have a wonderful evening. Bye everyone. Thanks for coming, Millie. You're welcome, Tori. Thanks. Thanks. Hold on. Listen to this song. Paranoia is in bloom, the PR transmissions will resume, they'll try to push drugs to keep us all dumbed down and hope that we will never see the truth around. Another promise, another seed, another happy lie to keep us trapped in greed. You see the green belt wrapped around our minds, endless red tape to keep the truth confined. Thank <laughs> you.